Today on the No City on the Satellite Dad Podcast, my conversation with Tom Schwab, the founder of Interview Valet, a concierge-level booking service, and also an author. Tom's most important job is being a good dad and a husband. We talk about the positive perspective about divorce. Yes, positive, because there's a lot of negative going on with that. Also, the ups and downs of a blended family. Another thing I'd like to um, talk about today, too, is I want to share something with you, a story that I had recently with my son. And also maybe a really cool way to connect with one one another next on the podcast. Let's do this. Welcome to the No Sitting on the Sideline Dad podcast, a podcast about a journey of discovery and conversations about not sitting on the sideline of life. Let's get involved. Here's host Joe Foley. Hey, welcome to the podcast. Hey, my name is Joe Foley. I'm a dad and a parent and a crazy busy adult, just like you. And I really want to say thank you for being here. Yes, thank you. Yeah, the one on the earbuds or in the car. Thank you for listening. And this is your first time. Welcome. I know as a dad and a parent, as is also a divorced dad, our time's limited. So it means you really means a lot that you're listening. This is a podcast about a journey of discovery. Just like the guy said in the beginning of the intro, the journey of discovery. I'm on a journey just like you, trying to figure this crazy world out one day at a time. Because you know what? I really don't have the answers. I'm not an expert. I'm trying to learn from other people. That's the one thing I guess I'm, this journey so far, being a mom and being a dad, I'm not a mom, (laughs) is trying to figure out this one day at a time and ask questions. Because you know what? No, I no such thing as a dumb question. If you don't ask it, you're never going to find out. You're never going to get better. You're never going to move forward in the journey because we're all going through some kind of issues. I hate to say same, but some of the issues. You know what? I'd be having my have a problem. Someone I ask this guy over here or this woman over here because they they might have the answer to my problem. I know this parent stuff in the uneasy, but you know what? It's a journey. It really is, and this is a fun one too. Also, if you have a moment, please head over to like Apple Podcast app and subscribe to the podcast. Enjoy what you don't like about the podcast. Any comments help improve the podcast. Because you know what? I really like to hear from you. Next up, there's something I want to try. Hit me out here, actually. There's something... I want to try, and I want to think, I was thinking of a way we could show our moments of not sitting on the sideline, either ourselves or with our family or our kids. It, this came to mind actually the other day when I was, um, I needed to shave. I really don't really like shaving, but it came to mind. My four-year-old son was with me. He was sitting on the couch, and I had to shave. And I'm like, this would be kind of a cool moment to share with him. Too bad I didn't take a selfie. But what I did was um, I got in the bathroom. We both were going to shave. Actually, we're going to shave. I had an old, I didn't have an old, but brand new safety razor. The one that the handle unscrews, you can pop out the razor. So there was no razor inside, nothing sharp. Just a piece of metal, a smooth piece of metal that he could pretend shaving. So what I did was I lathered up the soap. I covered his face. The top was like a paintbrush. 
he got um all the the soap on his face, and I did my face, and he watched me shave. And he's like, "Oh wow, I'm shaving, Daddy!" And every time I shook out the razor and hit him, he did the same thing and washed it out. Well, after that was all done, he could not stop talking about it. It was one of those moments, like a bonding moment between son and dad, or parent and son, or parent and kid, because he couldn't talk about it for the next three days. Oh, I got to shave. Look at my face. It's getting hairy. Sean, you four. You don't have that much hair in your face. But daddy, I need to shave. Those are the kind of the moments that are awesome. And they're unforgettable, actually. And I wish, like I said, I wish I took a picture of us doing it. But my point is, what I'm trying to do is, I was hoping you can share your moments of not sitting on the sideline. Um, something like maybe you and your kids out going for a walk or you and your spouse having a good time, taking a selfie, anything, show them that you're involved in life. What you can do, either leave a comment in the Facebook post, the post for this um, episode, or leave a comment in the show notes. It'd be no sitting on the sideline.com slash 45. Leave a picture, leave a comment, show like a picture of you, picture of um, you guys doing that. What I'm thinking about, after I get a lot of comments, actually, I'm going to create a page inside the podcast website showing all the moments, all the moments of everybody, all the listeners. So you can all see other people, what they're doing with their kids and their moments. Something I was thinking about. I'm really looking forward to seeing those and sharing with others. Because you know what? It's really cool. Those moments are precious. Next up, my interview with Tom Swab, the founder of Interview Valet. We discussed about the challenges of divorce and how to have a successful blended family. Also, the power of building a relationship with your child and your children from another marriage. Because it's important, because when you blend the families together, things can kind of get complicated. Tom brings a great and positive attitude, a lot of positive energy, and a lot of good information. So let's jump into the interview. Today on the podcast, my guest, Tom Schwab, author of the book, Podcast Get Profit to Grow Your Business Targeting Interviews, and also the founder of their Interviews Valet Concierge Level Booking Service. Here's the most important job, though, as a dad and a husband. Tom, welcome to the podcast. Joe, I am thrilled to be here, and I appreciate everything you do. Thank you. Thank you very much. Um, I, I know it's like starting out in the question, because you know we're dads, you know, we always have those fun things, and, and right around the corner is the time of this recording is Halloween. So what is, what is your memorable moments in Halloween? Do you guys celebrate Halloween? Uh, we do. And, uh, you know, being in Michigan, uh, there's some times where uh, it was snowing uh, at Halloween. So you always had to plan the uh, costume around uh, what could be uh, worn over winter clothes. <laughs> it always goes, you find those houses, you walk down the street going, I have a four-year-old son, you know, and um, he walks in and sees, sees little... Um, what do you call a witch or something like that? It's about the same size height as him. He looks at it going, no, daddy, we don't need that candy right now. <laughs> I could say our driveway right now, uh, we moved to a different house at about, oh, um, probably three years ago. This driveway has got to be at least a quarter of a mile. Uh, there are every Halloween. I have those huge, huge candy bars. And I'm like, if any kid ever comes down here, they're going to get the $5 candy bar. And if not, I'll just uh, eat it myself in November. <laughs> the leftovers. It's always fun. That's right. You know, it's like one for me, one for you, two for daddy, one for you. 
<laughs> it's I think to, uh, it's it's a fun it's a fun time being a dad. It, I can give me moments like you know it's being a father. You can think that oh man, one of those oh man moments. I would, I didn't think I, you know like oh I shouldn't have done that. Oh, you know, um, it, it was probably one one night when it was a very warm. Um, uh, trick or treat or Halloween. And one of the houses, it must've been a Friday or Saturday night. Uh, they were giving out beers, uh, for the adults on trick or treating. So we had a fun time, uh, probably, uh, didn't look too good. I think there was about four or five dads walking around the neighborhood, drinking beers as their kids were trick or treating, but Hey, everybody had fun. <laughs> it makes, it makes going door to door. It makes it feel a little bit warmer, especially in Michigan. That's right. <laughs> All right. One thing I would like to talk about is, um, Tonight we're going to talk about the blended family and divorce. I, I'm, as a, as a, you know, a fellow dad who's gone through a divorce himself, what was your, what has been your experience of through divorce? Oh man, it's and, and Joe, it's it's interesting because uh, uh, you know our youngest, who's my stepdaughter, just turned eighteen, and that time between, you know, uh, when they they get. Uh, out of friend of the court and everything seems like it's going to take forever, uh, but it goes so quickly. And uh, the one thing that uh, uh, I look back on, it, there was a lot of struggles going through that. Uh, but uh, if you just always focus on building the relationship with the child, uh, you know, long term. Uh, now, as I look back at it, those years went very, very quickly. And, you know, say it's a, with, with my oldest, it was uh, probably, what's that? five years. Um, but then, you know, we've got five decades afterwards, uh, for that relationship. At least I hope that. Uh, and, uh, so, uh, you know, th- just focusing on the long term. as a, as a dad though, is it when you, when going through the divorce process, like in the beginning, how, how did you handle it? Like, do you, in, how would you handle it yourself? Uh, it was, it was really, really tough. Because it was that fine line between, um, do you fight for the kids or do you fight over the kids? And probably the best advice I ever got came from my uh, nephew. Uh, at the time, I think he was 17 years old. He is, uh, uh, had gone through, a, uh, his parents had been divorced. And uh, wisdom, wisdom doesn't always come with age because that 17-year-old kid something told me something that just resonated with me and, and haunted me and um, really helped me. He always said, um, never ever say anything bad about the other spouse or the other parent uh, in front of the child. He's like, I know my mom and dad aren't perfect, but he says when somebody tells me that about them, it says more about them uh, than it says about me. And, and he gave the example. Um, he said, if one of my parents was in prison for murder, he says, you don't have to point that out to me. I, I already know that. Uh, but he said, they'd still be my parent. I'd still love them. And um, I can say things about them. You can't. So um, with that, I always, always tried to, to take the high road, even when it wasn't, wasn't when it wasn't easy. It, it can be tough. I mean, I, I, can, I can say from experience, it can be tough when you want to take the high road and sometimes you just like, <laughs> you're like, Oh, but, and, um, but overall I can say that, um, my, my, um, um, son's mother, it's, it's been a learning curve, but we, uh, we co-parent. So it's been a learning curve, but overall it could be, it's, it's, it's not, it has not gone bad. Mm-hmm. But, um, how was the experience when, um, you're, I'm, I'm just curious going with the divorce and your kids, was it co-parenting then, or is it the co-parenting son? Like, is that a new thing now? 
Um, it's probably, it, it was really tough. I mean, uh, we co-parented, you know, uh, through court order and everything, you know, I had my time, she had her time. Uh, but I can't say that, uh, that we did a good job together, um, on that. And, um, you know, my, my, uh, wife, my second wife, uh, my final wife, mm-hmm. my permanent wife, my, what my forever wife, um, uh, <laughs> I, I would have to give her credit uh, because she um, she did much better uh, with uh, her ex, and I think she uh, always took the high road on there, and I always admired her for that. It's a, it's 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 um you got to put the kids first, you know. It's got to put the kids first, and and using and you can always hear the stories about kids being put through, like you know they're going to be um, the pawns or the go betweens, or it could be it could be a tough time. Very much so. And, uh, uh, you know, what's the old line? It takes two people to fight. And if if one person is fighting and the other one isn't, uh, the kids see that also. Um, And one of the things that it was told to me years later is that um, hurt people hurt people. Um, healthy people and happy people don't hurt people. Uh, so when, when something is said about you, it's got nothing to do about you. It's actually uh, a very wise woman by the name of Jen Groover uh, that I first heard that from. And it's so true that most of the time when somebody says something that hurts us, our first reaction is to um, to lash back out at them, which really doesn't help. Um, there's probably something going on in their life. Um, and if you take a, a deep breath, you'll realize that uh, uh Lashing back doesn't help the situation. It makes it worse. Um, <laughs> it, it it doesn't. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm no reason I'm laughing at the situation because I can see I can see the first instinct, not just in the into in the divorce part of it, or but just anywhere in, in the in the world and in your life. I can see in my life that somebody says something like first like I, first instinct I want to go, and but I'm like, yep, just take it back. I I totally I totally get that. But it's it, it's hard because uh, uh, you know our reaction, especially as as men, is to um, uh, to to stand up for things and to fight back and um, take it personally. Uh, but uh, I think you got to take a deep breath and realize uh, when people say stuff, uh, either you know in blended families, kids going through hurt uh, at work, things like that, whatever it is. When somebody cuts you off and you know flicks you off, <laughs> um, it's not about you; it's about what's going on in their life, and uh, you can get all mad about it but uh in in two blocks they probably won't even remember you and they'll be flicking off the next person and it will have nothing to do with that person either it's probably what happened this morning when i cut off the guy going to work i, I wasn't paying attention and all of a sudden he goes i can see him and i just look forward and i don't want to look he's probably waving to me in certain ways that i don't want to look at him <laughs> <laughs> they tell me i'm number one <laughs> i just wave back to him say have a great day <laughs> another thing i another thing we went um, and some about going just going divorce and especially getting remarried and stuff like that blended families i know when you're a blended family now what what is your wife's name again uh karen karen yes i mean we i think i i spoke back before the room through emails yes uh, she she's very nice very nice she's been <laughs> she even um um especially the time with my mom going through the hospital she even wrote me an email and i really do appreciate that well, she is proof that God loves me and wants me to be happy. I have no idea what it means about her relationship with the Almighty, but uh, I am blessed. Yes, you are. Yes, you are. I can, I can just sense it the emails and the conversation. You are definitely best, sir. Um, what is the challenges of blended family? What has your, been your experience going through a blended family? I, I think the biggest thing was um, – just come into the realization that, Hey, we are family now. Right. So, um, somebody pointed this out to me really early on. He said, drop the whole thing of, 
stepdaughter, um, all the rest of this, because he said, you would never introduce your wife as, um, this is my second wife, you know, uh, or he says like, if you have an adopted child and everybody else is, you know, white and Caucasian as it comes, and then there's an Asian baby, you don't have to introduce them as this is the adopted baby. It's like, no, your family. So with that, you know, um, I just, I call, uh, my, them, my daughters. And what's funny is that when I started to do that, they started to drop it also. So from the standpoint, um, right now, the, the kids, they don't call each other, you know, stepsister and stepbrother and stuff like that. It's just, this is my brother. This is my sister. Uh, and I think it, it helped more uh, when all of a sudden my my oldest, who's 29, um, she got married and they had their first child. And uh, that was a, a way to come together because, you know, a, a, a new baby, kids don't know step aunt, step uncle, all the rest of that. Uh, they just know brothers and sisters. So I, I think the, the quicker that I could get beyond that helped everybody else get beyond it also. What has been some challenges of London Family for you and your wife? Uh, I would have to say probably the early one was that sort of, you know, the discipline of, you know, um, uh, who do they go to? You know, do do my kids go to me to to ask questions? Do her kids go to her? And early on, we had to just decide that, hey, it's um, uh, they cannot go and divide and conquer. So if there was a question, um, you know, that my kids would ask, I would say, you know, let, let me talk with Karen and, and we'll come up with a decision. And it was the same thing that Karen would uh, say when her girls came up, she would say, well, let me talk with Tom and we'll come to a decision on this. So they realized that it was a, as a, um, united front and from the kid's standpoint, you know, it's different for them to, uh, to have somebody else in their life. So we tried to, uh, to, um, to be understanding of them, but in the same way, realize, you know, what was said, you know, the two became one. And, uh, so, uh, we may not always agree, but we wouldn't disagree in front of them. That's, uh, and, and, and that's good. That's good. That's a good way to, to, um, united front. That's most important. Any positive, any positive, like things you can take out of this whole. Oh yeah. Very, very much so. And you know, it's, uh, for, for kids standpoint too, they always wonder, um, what the new dynamics are and, uh, you know, do you have their back? And I think, uh, there's a lot of times that you, you can do that and, and, and really know that, uh, let them know that, that you love them. I can think of a, a time where, um, uh, my, uh, my daughter, uh, she was probably, oh, I don't know, probably eight years old. And there was a, a disagreement at home and, uh, we, we, um, addressed it and, uh, everything was, was forgiven. And her mom came home and her little sister tattled on her (laughs) and, um, you know, uh, my wife's wanted to know what was go what happened and everything. And I just knew she was going to get in trouble again for it. And I just said, no, we've made peace with it, all the rest of that. And we talked about it individually afterwards. But I think it really struck Allison that, uh, you know, that I was loyal to her and that I looked out for her, her best interest. And, you know, some of the best things was is that early on, you know, she asked me, you know, um, you know, what, what should I call you? Because I was always Mr. Tom. Mm -hmm. And she says, should I call you dad? And I'm like, well, whatever you want to, but I, you know, you've got a father in heaven. You've got a dad that loves you. I said, I'm just thrilled to be in your life and whatever you want to call me, uh, you can call me. So we decided that she could call me Tom. And that was fine. I, you know, I'm not big on, on names and everything, but it really struck me, uh, and touched my heart later on. Um, you know, she would always introduce me as her dad. 
And even though she would call me uh, Tom uh, and that the girls would get out of the car, like in junior high and all of her, all of her friends would get out of the car and say, um, call me by her, um, her dad's, her biological dad's name. They'd say, bye, Mr. Furman. Thank you. And I would say, you know, bye girls. That's fine. You know, Uh, they, they don't know. So all they knew is I was Allison's dad. (laughs) He just, just roll with the punches. That's right. I, you know, well, it's one thing to um. One of the things I just was curious about what else um what else do you do? What is your background? What does you do for um work? Uh, sure. So um, I run a uh, an agency that helps people get on um, podcast interviews. So get their message heard. Our whole idea is that you know you can't break through the noise anymore. Uh, people talk about that. I think at best uh, you're just adding to the noise. And I believe that marketing at its heart is starting a conversation with somebody that could be an ideal customer. And so uh, it's best to get in on that conversation. So we help people, authors, coaches, speakers, uh, some software as a service companies and brands get on podcasts that their ideal customers are listening to. And I I love it because uh, while I live in Kalamazoo, um, we've got a remote team throughout the United States of of 10 people. And uh, really work now is what we do not where we go so it allows me the flexibility to uh, to be wherever i want to be it's it's, it's been it's interesting because I'm, I'm i'm actually you know a few um interviews from your service and it's been very they've been very very helpful very help scheduling stuff and it's, it, it's been um a great experience yeah, it's, it's, it's an amazing thing, you know, and it's uh, the there's a lot of problems in the world right now, but there is no better time to be alive. I mean, with all the technology we have, the stuff is free, you know, uh, 10 years ago, uh, the big companies couldn't afford it. Uh, 20 years ago, uh, nobody would have ever dreamed it. Now, you know, we can talk here on Skype and it's it's free um, and it's just a, a great way to to really connect with your ideal customers and, uh, you know, grow your business. It's, it's podcast has been interesting for me so far in the sense that um, I get to reach different audience, different, um, uh, but not my audience, and meet different people and different like backgrounds, like yourself as a dad who's been through a, a blended family and a divorce stuff, and um, or I meet moms or I meet people in their field, and it's been a great experience. And I can tell you right now, if I open my phone up, I got at least fifty podcasts on there. <laughs> I don't remember the last time. Only thing, actually, yes, I do remember the last time. I was the, the regular radio. Because I will listen to the football game yesterday afternoon. I was in the car, <laughs> <laughs> and and the relationships that you build too, Joe. Uh, you know, I live in Kalamazoo, Michigan, and what was it about eighteen months ago? Uh, we had a mass shooting here. Um, the I think it was probably the first dozen messages I got were from people that I knew from podcasts, from other countries, other areas. I woke up to my phone, and all these people are you know texting me through Skype, all the rest of that, saying, you know, are you okay? You know, praying for you and your family. And it took me a second. I'm like, what's this all about? And it was a Sunday morning and I started to scroll through and looked at the news and I'm like, oh, that's what it is. But I, I, you know, I think it's amazing that the relationships that you can, that you can build, you know, I've got friends where I have to remember, have I ever met them in real life before? (laughs) But, you know, talk to them. And, you know, uh, today uh, we've talked with a client that's in United Arab Emirates, um, talked with somebody in Australia. So, you know, the world is, uh, if you're isolated or ignorant today, it's by choice. I remember, yeah, I remember sending two interviews up in Australia and I got to remember they're um, a day and a half or 18 hours ahead of me. I'm like, I got to figure out the schedule. I'm like, Oh, you're already on Friday. Who won the baseball game? You know, <laughs> that's right. It's that awkward conversation when you wish them a, a good evening and they wish you a good morning. 
it's always it's it's, it's funny. It's good. You got to think about it because it's just a worldwide reach. <laughs> Very much so. Um, I guess I'm wrapping up. I guess um, I wouldn't leave final thoughts of like you know, about dad and about divorce and challenges that maybe get some maybe tip or something. You leave. Yeah, and it's um, we were talking a little bit at the beginning there, man. When you're going through it, it just seems. It, it seems awful and it's going to be, um, you know, forever, but time heals all wounds. Things get normal. Um, uh, the kids bounce back and, uh, uh, especially with the court involved in the beginning, there was a lot of challenges on there. Uh, felt like I, I didn't have a control of, uh, of, of anything that I was, I was being controlled by other systems, but I think just realizing that, uh, taking the, the long-term goal on it, um, um, and that, you know, you need to be there and, and be a father for him, be a dad for him in any way you can um, and and look at the long term. Uh, you know, right now I am closer than I have ever been um, uh, to my kids. And uh, about a month ago, my, my oldest daughter, who's 29, uh, came to me and she um, – uh, she cried and, and she had tears in her eyes and she said, daddy, uh, you know, thank you so much. You're, you're all, you always know what to do and you're always there and you you know, you've got a wise word. And I just had to admit to her and, and said, no, I, uh, I, I don't always. And there's times in my life that, um, that I'm ashamed that I wasn't there for you. And she didn't remember those. She just remembered the good times. So I think sometimes as fathers we're, we're harder on ourselves and, uh, uh, sometimes we need to, uh, just keep looking towards the future, uh, not uh, not the past. Well, Tom, I got a quick quick question. I guess um, you know, I know we're just wrapping up, but it, it's just yeah, it's just, just come to mind is um, there's no owner's manual. I know what I'm. It's like you got to. It's like it's like people you read all the books. Like um, you know, you can think of any book on top of your head, and you're like um, that's books that do this, but you know what? That's not really how it works. <laughs> You know, Joe, I, I'm glad you said that because there was two pieces of um, that wisdom that really helped me, especially just being a young father, because I just, my dad had it all figured out. You know, um, he it, it's from my view, he knew exactly what he was doing. And in talking with him later in life, he's like, man, I, I had no idea. I was scared to death, too. Um, and somebody pointed out to me is that we're all making it up as we go. Right. Yeah. Uh, uh, no matter what it is, uh, politics aside, you know, when the president walks into the um, Oval Office the first day, he's never done the job, right? He's making it up as he goes. He's trying to do the best. We're doing the same thing as fathers. And uh, another person pointed out to me, he said, um, and, and this helped early on, he says, every child um, has a father and a dad. Um, the father's in heaven and he's perfect. The dad is here trying to do the best he can. Uh, but They've got one thing in common. They both love the child. So uh, w- with that, uh, it, we make it work out. Exactly. Exactly. Um, where do they find you? Any place they want to reach out to you and have any questions, maybe advice when they have to reach out? Oh, sure. And I, I, I love talking to people. Like I said, um, we live in a wonderful time. I was going to say the easiest way, uh, there's two places. Uh, I'm the only Tom Schwab in all of Kalamazoo, Michigan. So you can either find me on LinkedIn, which is all my professional stuff. And then on Facebook, um, you're going to see all of the pictures of the two most beautiful grandkids you ever saw. My, I always, I always say I'm blessed with four great children, a great son-in-law, and then I always say two great grandchildren. And my wife always gets mad. She's like, "They are not great grandchildren. They're <laughs> wonderful grandchildren." And I'm like, 
That's okay, honey. You're a great grandmother. <laughs> I had a laugh at that's funny. <laughs> well, Tom, thank you so much for being on the podcast tonight. And um, I really do appreciate it. Thank you, Joe. Well, that's all for this episode. I want to thank you for joining me in the new city on the sideline dad podcast. And I want to thank Tom Schwab for being a guest on the podcast. You can learn more about Tom at interviewvalet.com. You can find all the links over in the show notes at nosittingonthesideline.com slash 45. Please comment on the podcast. Hey, anything helps. Podcast, right-hand corner, speed pipe, leave a message social media. Just, if you wanted to say hello, give, show a gift, I don't care. <laughs> Let me know you're out there so we start a conversation. Please reach out. You can find all my social contact information or social media email at nosittingonthesideline.com slash contact. Hey, while you're out there, sign up for the newsletter. You know, you can keep in contact that way too. Because you know what's important? As we get older, as we get busier, I guess, our social circles kind of grow smaller. So, you know, having that sense of being able to talk to people, have conversations, you know, have connections, because connections are important. As we get older, I think we lose connections. I think I was trying to get that. You know, because we're trying to be a better us. You're going to try to be better you. I'm trying to be better me. Because you know what? Life's a journey. <laughs> we take one day at a time. Because you know what? We need to be the better us for our kids. Until next time, have fun. Get involved with your children. Give them a big hug. Get down your knees. Tell how much you love them. Look them straight in the eye. Say, listen, mister. Or, or listen, little girl. Mom and daddy love you very much. And then you give them a big tickle. Make them laugh. Because you know what? That's always cool when you hear them laugh. Until next time. Have fun. Take care. God bless. See ya. Thank you for listening to the podcast. Please subscribe to the newsletter to receive updates of the show and helpful and useful tips. This has been a production of Foley 42 Media. Foley 42.